Hello and welcome to the Thought Leader Podcast. I'm Jeff Heisner, video journalist and digital media director for the Michigan District. And today we're talking with Pastor Paul Clark, who will be in Lansing Wednesday, November 8th for the Michigan March for Life. Pastor, thank you for joining us. Why didn't you tell us what this is all about? Absolutely. Uh, We have uh, been very excited about this throughout the year, uh, planning this event. Uh, this we've had many marches around Michigan in the past, smaller marches, uh, you know, small groups here and there. But this is the first time we are planning uh, a March for Life in conjunction with the March for Life in Washington D.C. So we actually have uh, the people from March for Life in Washington in on this, on the planning. Uh, the reason we are planning this very uh, hopefully large march is it will be the one-year anniversary of when Proposal Three was voted in last fall. Uh, So that's why it happens to be the march is on a Wednesday, um, because we wanted it to be exactly on the one-year date of November 8th when that was passed. Uh, We are very, very excited to be able to do this, to make a statement to the people of Michigan that we are still here. Uh, There was a lot of, uh, uh, well, relative sadness, of course, after that passed last year. And for some people that uh we we felt we lost a lot of momentum a lot of the work we had done uh would be erased by laws that would be changed and we wanted people to know that there is a strong pro-life contingent in michigan and we will continue to be here we will continue to stand up for the lives of our unborn children uh and for for all women and uh, men and everyone uh, that is affected by the life issue and that is one of the main reasons we wanted to be part of this march for life to make a statement we are here. We are not giving up in the fight. Uh, and uh, in, it, we will continue to do all that we can within our resources and, uh, you know, in, in, in Christian love to, to stand up for the lives of our children. Okay, we'll get to the laws here, what they currently are that are on the books, uh, what's next in the fight as well. But want to ask you, what do people need to know about the event? What should they know? The March for Life will be on Wednesday, November 8th. So the plan is uh, that the actual um, hours are 11 to 1. Um, There will be a pre-rally concert at 10 with some uh, uh, Christian music and such. So people can actually get there early if they want to, to find parking and uh, just hang at the concert outside the Capitol, be right on the grounds of the Capitol uh, in downtown Lansing. The official rally will start at 11. We have several speakers on board to speak on the life issues um, during that time from 11 to 12. At 12, when the speakers are finished, then we will begin uh, to march and we have a route planned out that will go around the Capitol and around the state buildings uh, downtown. It's not a a very, it's not a hugely long route, so it's it's doable, um, uh, probably about eight to 10 blocks. Uh, then we'll end up back at the Capitol, and that will finish things off by 1 o'clock. Um, so that is the general plan for the rally and the March for Life. Uh, and then later, I'd like to speak a little about the follow-up rally we're going to have for Lutherans for Life uh, for our Lutheran members uh, at Hope Lutheran Church in DeWitt, too. So Yeah, well, go ahead. Tell us okay. about Okay, super. So we wanted to have a place then, since obviously the March for Life will be uh, coming together with people of all uh, persuasions, denominations, and joining together uh, in the fight for life. But then afterward, we thought it'd be really nice if our, our Lutherans could come together at a local church. It wasn't too far away. Um, Hope Lutheran Church in DeWitt graciously offered their building for us to, to do this. 
Um, and so we are going to, anybody who would like to come back to Hope Lutheran after it ends at one o'clock, of course, it'll take a little time with traffic uh, to get up there, but we figure what we're going to do is have refreshments for everybody at the church. People can rest up after the march, have some refreshments, have some fellowship with one another. And then once we get most people back that are coming uh, to the church, uh, then we're very pleased to announce that we have the National Director of Lutherans for Life, Pastor Michael Salamink, who will be coming to Michigan uh, that day and who will speak to us at the follow-up rally at Hope Lutheran Church. Uh, and I, as president of Lutherans for Life of Michigan, will have a short address as well. So we'll just look forward to that time together uh, as fellow Lutherans following the march. All right. So what are you hearing about what's happening now in this pro-life, pro-choice um, I don't know what you want to call it, fight, battle, whatever you want to call it. Um, so what's happening right now? And also talk about what the laws that are currently on the books now after last year's election. So what is happening is, again, which is what we uh, warned of and, and, and prayed that uh, this Pro uh, Proposition 3 would not be passed, because the constitutional change that, if, that was affected there will undermine every protection that we've been able to put in over the years, even uh, certain ones like uh, banning late-term abortions, um, uh, having parental notification, 24-hour waiting period, um, uh, laws that, uh, that uh, make abortion clinics have to, to rise to certain medical standards. What we're finding now is, and we knew this would happen, this basically can undermine everything we have done. So the... It, at, in the current political climate in Michigan, sadly, because we have a, a pro-abortion majority in every way, uh, they are now using Proposal 3 to gradually remove the protection that we have put in place on in any way possible. Um, and there's a package right now that the legislature has been considering that will actually start putting some of these things into effect. And we we certainly don't know if we have the votes to stop that or not, but we're, we're, we're certainly praying that that would not pass through, but sadly, uh, it very well could. So what is the plan? We can't do anything legislatively immediately. We have to continue to reach people. We we know that, uh, that a lot of people were taken in by the ads for Proposal 3 by the other side. Uh, vast sums of money were spent uh, to make this simply some sort of uh, reproductive choice issues, reproductive health. Uh, and, and that disguises, of course, what's really going on here with the, the destruction of a human being and, and certainly the grievous damage to, to the mother as well. So we need to further our work with Lutherans for Life of Michigan and all the other organizations to continue to reach people, to make them aware of what this has done, um, because gradually, it may take some time, but things will change in Michigan. We will uh, we'll have new elections. We'll have hopefully more pro-life legislators in again. Uh, and there could come a time when we can uh, undo some of the damage that Proposal 3 has done. But for now, we have to work hard at getting the message out and continuing to change hearts and minds to see what abortion really is and what it does to our state, our culture, uh, our very fabric of our being. It is, a, it is a culture of death. So correct me if I'm wrong, but Michigan was almost kind of like the test case for pushing Proposal 3 out there and, and everything that's in that bill. And now it's kind of spreading out throughout the country, correct? Yes. In fact, uh, that's probably why so much money was poured into Michigan from outside the state 
uh, for Proposal 3 is they knew how important this was. They wanted to make sure this passed. Uh, and yes, right now, our, our sister state of Ohio is facing this on the ballot this fall, and they're doing everything they can to battle this ahead of time. I, I wish them better success uh, than we had. Uh, but there are some states that have gone the other way and done wonderful protections for life. Ever since Dobbs, obviously leaving it up to the states now, we've had some states go in a very strong pro-life direction, and we give thanks to God for that. We've had other states, sadly, like Michigan, that have gone the other way. Um, so, but you're right, it was a test case, and uh, the battle is all 50 states, and and no matter what state we're talking about, there are always uh, Christians and pro-life people uh, and others uh, who are simply convinced that every human life, this is a human rights issue. You don't even have to basically, even if you weren't a Christian, you should understand basic human rights. Uh, this is a human rights issue. This is an entire class of people just based on age. Uh, that is discriminated against and uh, considered life unworthy of life, which is basically what the Nazis used for World War II uh, against the Jews and other undesirables. So, and, um, and considering we're seeing a lot of that right now with even some of the backlash against Jews and the anti-Semitism going on, I mean, it should be more obvious than ever. We have to stand up for all human rights. And a person is a person, as Dr. Seuss said, a person is a person no matter how small, right? So... Uh, those babies deserve protection. I know so many people probably felt or maybe even uh, thought that, okay, we lost, this fight is over, but it's still ongoing, correct? Uh, besides the march, talk about some of the other ways that people can get involved and, and people can be heard on the pro-life side. Yes. Uh, one of the things we're very encouraged by in Lutherans for Life in Michigan right now is the interest. We, I, I, I haven't, I've been involved so many years now in this, obviously, uh, but I've not seen the level of interest among our pastors, our congregations. I have people calling me wanting to get involved, both pastors and laity. We have new life teams and life groups starting in many of our congregations. This is exciting. It shows that there is a, there's sort of an awakening to how bad things have become and how we need to be out there uh, and use our voices on behalf of the the unborn. So uh, what we're really encouraging is exactly that. Get involved, start a life team, start a life group at your church, um, um, be part of our organization, Lutherans for Life Michigan, we'll help in any way we can. Uh, the Michigan district's been so supportive of uh, our life efforts, both um, uh, as me as district life coordinator, I've, I've, I've been so pleased and with President Davis has been awesome with this. Uh, to help get that message out and support us as well. So we're very thankful for that. We need to keep on doing that. At the same time, what we're trying to make very clear is we need to continue to provide compassionate alternatives. We have to support our pregnancy centers, the frontline resources. Uh, churches need to do more and more to be supportive of their local pregnancy center, uh, to have uh, diaper drives and, and other things regularly to continue to help young women make that right choice and uh, be able to give life to um, bring that life into the world. So we're, we're really encouraging that as well. As a huge leader in this regard and, and someone that everyone looks to for this, uh, how do we, how do church workers, um, how do pastors um, talk about this subject and, and speak to the importance of, of talking about this subject as well? It needs to be framed in the light of the gospel. This is not a political issue. Again, everything is politicized nowadays. It doesn't matter what it is, of course. It's, but the issue itself is not political. The issue is certainly seriously uh, moral, biblical, spiritual. I mean, we're talking about the essence of God's gift of life. 
uh, the fifth commandment itself. So the issue is part and parcel of, of our message, and especially the gospel, because the the, the entire uh, forgiveness of sins through Christ alone that we that we proclaim as Lutherans, uh, we want that to be available for all. We're talking about an entire group of little babies, children, that we want to be able to come to baptism, to receive the gift of God, the grace of God, to, to be part of the mission of the church, to take their place in their vocations in the world. This is the essence of life itself, uh, that life is being terminated at the very beginning, uh, and these children are not given that chance. So this is part and parcel of our entire gospel message, and we need to see it that way so that we can speak at it from a biblical moral foundation uh, and not constantly use the whole uh, excuse that this is political somehow, therefore we can't touch it from the pulpit or or from the church. That is simply false. <laughs> Uh, so well said. Uh, Pastor, we want to thank you so much for joining us and thank you for all you're doing in this regard. It's it's definitely needed and uh, you are a true leader in this fashion. Thank you very much and God bless you, Jeff, and and just encourage everyone, if at all possible, we'll, we'll see you at the March for Life and the rally following that. Yeah, and that's happening November 8th, coming up here real soon. So that's right, next Wednesday. Yeah, yep, go to the March for Life uh, and, and go right there. You can click on the Michigan site and there's the rally at the Capitol 11. Uh, the march happens at noon. So hope to see everyone out there for sure. We also want to thank you, the listener, for making this podcast part of your day. God bless. <laughs>